0: Welcome to the Panoramic Outdoors Podcast, connecting you to all things outdoors.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to episode 156 from Panoramic Outdoors. Today's episode is brought to us by iHunter. iHunter is the all-in-one digital companion for hunters, outdoor enthusiasts across Canada. Know your regs inside and out. Today's episode, we've got um, an awesome guest, Lisa Roper. She's from out West Alberta area, I believe, so stay tuned for that. But Tristan and I are on the intro and on the outro too, but we've got a lot to catch up on. We haven't seen each other for a while.
2: Yeah, it's been a while and uh I was kind of away in Halifax for a while there, got back and slowly kind of just dipping dipping my feet back into things outdoors.
1: Was that the first time out east?
2: Not the first time out east, but I think the first time in Halifax and uh wow. it was something to behold. I uh ate as much seafood as I could in a in a short amount of time.
1: <laughs> um, how did you so Tristan, the people don't know, Tristan? You coach um, an Indigenous women's volleyball team, right?
2: Yeah, it was a North American Indigenous Games that was being held out in Halifax. Um, athletes from all across the, the continent were showing up. We even had uh, an athlete from California come and represent California. Um, so oh, it's man. it's quite a wide variety of games. And, yeah, I, I was coaching the volleyball there. I saw Stu out there as well, too. His, uh, his son was p- pitching in the... With the uh, baseball squad out there, they did quite well. Um, but it, it it was such a cool thing to be a part of. So many uh, amazing, talented athletes just showcasing both their talent and their culture. So, really awesome.
1: Nice. Yeah, I had an old boss. He's still a good friend of mine. <clears throat> his, uh, I think one or two of his kids played in like soccer, maybe in basketball. So, he drove all the way from Thompson to Halifax. It was like a couple days of driving, but went there and got the got there in time to see some of the some of the events i don't know how many but sounded like trudeau was welcome there quite well though hey
2: <laughs> trudeau garnered a few uh a few boos i don't know maybe they uh yeah maybe they knew something that we didn't but yeah it was pretty funny he, uh on the way in and on the way out he was greeted and departed with uh it was kind of like when gary batman comes up to like make a speech at the right. nhl any rink basically <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, it was basically oh, the same thing. Yeah, it was pretty good. Nice. And
2: uh, how, are you, how are you doing there, Sheldon?
1: No, not bad. I'm just actually recovering from a little bit of a summer cold. It's not from nose beers or anything. It's from actually, I think I had strep throat there for a while. So um, just getting over that, and I'm actually leaving in a few days to go back up to Thompson to go fishing on a holiday instead of work for once. So nice. I'm actually super excited about that, and we're going to fish um, – Probably three or four different lakes while we're up there, and then kind of ended off at that moose camp for two or three days. So, um, it should be a good little trip.
2: That's the uh, the pike fishing at the moose camp there, kind of in the summer.
1: Yeah, pike. Well, you can still, we target walleye just to kind of eat like have some fish fries there while we're there. But yeah, we'll go into the big bays and try to find those, those big pike, but it's usually pretty good. So,
2: you'll have to tell me how, uh, camp looks i haven't been up there in a few years i'm i'm just uh, trying to remember my brain here daydream a little about like kicking it back around the fire there
1: sometimes i scroll
2: back to the old photos and and take a look at yeah it's like.
1: yeah it's a classic spot and you know it's funny how you're talking about photos because the last time i was there wasn't that long ago but they have like old photo albums and uh it's neat because every time i go there i usually flip through one or the other ones and uh but it sucks now with like technology everyone has phones or whatever so there's yep. no pictures updated pictures but i wish there's a way you could uh keep like keep that in track like keep that going without uh too much inconvenience but
2: you just got to print them off man imagine how it's still convenient no, <laughs> at least you don't have you to can still do it
1: film yeah you can definitely still do it i'm just uh before it was almost like you you had to get them printed off right so, yeah 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 but, i i hear you
2: um, have you been doing any scouting lately or anything like that? I know mean, you've been
1: busy. Eh? Yeah, I've been super busy. Dad's been doing a bit of scouting. He's got some cameras up. What else? He's, he's got a few decent ones, but I, I feel terrible. He's been busy too. He's been working lots, but I feel bad because I should be out there, um, checking things out and I got one sand I got to fix up and then I'm doing, I want to do, um, co-op. If you go to co-op who sponsors podcast, you'll probably hear about that later. Um, they have an ice fishing shack like blueprint and it's like basically the perfect size i think for a hunting shack so i'm gonna oh get boy. that and i'm gonna build one for uh like a rifle shack kind of thing yeah i think it's like a six by four or something i know i don't know what the fuck it is eight by four or something it's not big yeah but it'd be just like the perfect size for maybe two guys just sitting there
2: yeah you gotta think about that i um get a little guilty in my my age here i feel like I, or i don't even know if it's maybe age or kids but also getting to the point uh sometimes i don't want to do the the long hike through the bush to to go chase the deer anymore i'd rather just kick it in the shack with the buddy catch up a little bit and uh, hopefully the shack's in a good spot and just uh not stress too much some days right
1: yeah exactly those those shacks it's like they're nice especially if you can get one that you're not like moving in and out if you're gonna have an established spot where it's sitting there all year it works out fairly good, you know, Yeah, not making too much noise. Yeah.
2: I've been turning, um, turning our, my mind to scouting a bit here too, thinking about our archery spot, thinking about new angles of attack for that spot. Cause we got busted a couple of times last year, uh, thinking of what that looks like. And, uh, one of the things I, I flipped over, open the old. Eye hunter this, this, uh, this past week here to like, just look at a few waypoints. And, um, if you don't use, I hunter, like definitely check them out. But like what I would encourage, if you're an active eye hunter user, I'd encourage you to make sure you add your buddies to the app, especially like there's, there's that messaging section in the app where you can add your friends, uh, you know, Sheldon chase myself are all f- friends in this app. And the, not only can you just shoot the shit in the DMS, but, uh, you can share some pretty valuable information, including like you can copy paste virtually a waypoint to another person right mm-hmm. so like i like to make comprehensive waypoints with like pictures notes um and even uh like coded signs april and i were talking about how we code our waypoints earlier um so you can actually share quite a bit of information just in that like dm app and yeah. uh that to me that feels like it helps break up some of the scouting duties if guys can guys or gals can can split some of those assignments up and and share like information and not only like a way that's easy because you just get like a little notification on the phone um, but you also share information in a way that's
1: comprehensive like you get all of it right Mm -hmm. I like how you brought that up because when we hunted um Asher in there that Asher area for archery elk and it just the way it worked out you were going in for a few days with your brother and then like me and you were in there for a day or something or whatever. The days yeah. didn't work out where we we're all there at the same time, but we used that app. And just like you said, we we're kind of, you were sending pictures of certain things like those wallows and stuff and on these waypoints and, yeah. it, and it kind of all went together. But the thing was that I liked about it is you didn't have to go to the group chat or be like, Oh, is that a personal text or where do you find it? was all right there. And I just kind of kept like your hunting talk in that one app and yeah. then it's all there. Right. So,
2: yeah. And it adds it yeah. straight to your map. You know a few other features that you can do even within that that chat there's you can broadcast your location to your friends um in in live time right so like if you guys are both doing a stock or something like that um or you're doing like a, a forward back kind of calling position um you know those might be helpful things to consider the other thing that's in that that feature there is the uh the updates as well, so I send out regular updates on their maps and like changes to regulations. So, I would if if you haven't tried it out, I th- I would say now would be the time before you get into like the full full mode or get used to it. Send your buddy a message, uh send a buddy a waypoint, send them a track, something like that. Play around with it a bit. I even just sent like in the winter they are sending off snowmobile tracks, like how to get to my house with a with a snowmobile there's a certain way you got to take so try it out um i use it a lot let us know what you think too like we we love the feedback too and we're we're in constant communication with i hunter folks so um the one thing though is like mark hasn't added me approved my friend request on the app yet so we might have to look into that yeah
1: send him an email right after this let's do it chad though chad's super friendly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah friends but yeah That's no mo- both mark and chad and their whole team is really helpful i mean we are trying to finalize some other things like um some like promo codes and stuff like that and uh, i know april's done a few events like the the archery event she did the other weekend trying to get some stuff set up for some of the women that were at that event so they've been super helpful and yeah like tristan said if you ever have questions about eye hunter i mean send us a, a dm i know april and brendan are really knowledgeable on it as well i'm still learning as we go tristan's all knowledgeable so we'll be able to answer any questions and if not we'll find either right people to answer those questions um but yeah thanks to i hunter and their whole team there it's awesome working with them
2: yeah um any do you have any hunting prep in the in the forecast here sheldon well not I really you got I got the shack to... you're talking about but any, the anything else
1: no like the shack yes um i actually well, i think i've mentioned it a few episodes ago i we um signed up for like an april snow goose hunt so i'd like to get a bunch of fall goose hunting duck hunting done or in so i'm not maybe as rusty once april sh- comes around april has you don't strength. miss any shots do you not many i mean like that's what everyone was saying is like how many boxes i was asking like, how many boxes of shells are you taking and they're like well you know you know maybe two two a day and i was like two boxes a day like i need you know maybe 20 Twenty mm-hmm. loads a day, you know. Well, yeah, whatever. You know, miss two just... three and take eighteen home. But whatever, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, just gotta hit them in the head, right? That's right. The only, yeah, the only other really prep I gotta do is I gotta get a little bit of work done on my old white bow there, and then I gotta buy some, get a few little things for my for my crossbow. I'm gonna be trying to hunt hard with crossbow this year. I'm um, um, in muzzleloader season, and hopefully take
2: down a deer or two. Yeah. I've been uh chatting with Sean from Harvester there. I I mean they also seem like they've been super busy on the road there with their concert tour this summer, but I I also know he's stocking up for the fall, so I'm going to have to poke in there and uh maybe get some of my gear going in line. I I too need some shells uh and then I'll I'll probably need some of this this either unaware or um it'd be nice to hang another stand um for our archery set is what it would really be nice to do
1: what do you run for like i know you do a lot of duck hunting in the in the marsh like what are you running for ammo usually like clearly you're looking for something that's not going to break the bank but something that's still gonna knock a bird down right
2: yeah typically i just run the winchester steel it's affordable i know some guys love the kent and i would love to be able to shoot the kent but but, uh
1: the kent yeah
2: i'm not uh I'm not as accurate as some guys, maybe so, or gals. So, um, yeah. when, when Chester does it for me, we normally don't have any issues with it. Uh, I've had some bad experiences with other rounds. Uh, I won't mention the ones, but yeah, just like with misfires and stuff, which is kind of odd coming from a shotgun round.
1: Yeah. Do you have problems with score?
2: I haven't shot a ton of score. Like from what I've shot, it's been okay the the one i did have issues with was, was like uh was imperial i'll I'll oh, just yeah. say it yeah and i just it did really weird things where it was just not firing or if it did fire it just gave me like a little poof mm-hmm. and like that got me real nervous because i was like man if i get a wad stuck in my barrel and i re-rack one and don't think you know because you're caught up in the moment like that's a dangerous situation so yeah. After two or three of those spoofs, I just put those shells to the side and said, okay, we're not doing that again.
1: Yeah, that's how you blow up barrels or hands or something. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I totally forgot, I don't think I've talked to you since, but I, we went to the Narrows to go fishing, and we are kind of targeting some drum. And, of course, we followed Josh McFadden and Hunt Fish Manitoba, and they did some sort of like drum lunch, shore lunch. So, anyways, we caught two or three nice size drum and we took him back to my buddy's cabin and I made that um flatbread that Josh made for us turkey hunting. Oh yeah yeah and, yeah and then I kinda did a bit of prep before we went fishing. So I had some like bacon and avocado and cilantro and whatever already and had like this almost like a Mexican drum. But I fried the drum in like what is it called like shrimp tempura. Is that how you say it?
2: Oh yeah nice nice. Yeah and then
1: Put it all together in this like little, not like a wrap, but like a little taco, almost soft taco. And man, it was unreal. It was really good. So there's always a way to cook fish, even if you got to soak it in all other flavors, but it was really <laughs> good. Did you, did you come up with that recipe on your own? Kind of. I just kind of threw whatever I thought was going to taste good together. And yeah. I didn't look up recipe. The only thing I looked up was how to make that. Um, the flatbread. That, yeah. And it was super easy. It's actually on Mantoba or the Huntfish website um under i can't remember what it's under but it's basically greek yogurt flour some baking powder yeah what? yes
2: it. surprisingly tasty surprisingly easy um the uh that
1: sounds delicious Though i wish i could have got a little little hit of that yeah yeah it was it was great i didn't have a cameraman with me it also would have been good content but i was doing the cooking and everything else and i was just uh yeah, it was a busy little afternoon but it, it was good yeah april and Brennan have been doing pretty well here eh yeah
2: they've been they've been killing it on the pod um so they they helped host this lisa roper episode here so definitely looking forward to seeing what the the episode has to hold here i know they they uh they've been able to really connect with folks so should be a good one
1: yeah lisa um seen her at the yorkton outdoor show ran into her and Chatted with her quick there about coming on the podcast. She was more than more than willing to jump on, and she was really nice. And I know at the Yorkton Outdoor Show, the, she did the, the presentation maybe on on targeting big jackfish or something. I wasn't around for it, so I, I can't really know for sure. But I know she she does her part. She participates and like wants to get people outside. And that's one of the reasons why she was a, a target for a guest this year. She uh, enjoys the outdoors, enjoys fishing everything lines up pretty tight with our our agenda too so looking forward to listening to this one
2: yeah so without any uh, further ado here's uh lisa roper
3: welcome back everyone and welcome to the panoramic outdoor podcast lisa roper how are you tonight
4: i'm doing great how are you guys
3: good thank you thanks for taking time to chat with brennan and i um we're thanks going. For, thanks for
4: having me. First and foremost, uh, I know we tried to do this once before, and it didn't work out on on my part. So thanks for mm-hmm. inviting me. I appreciate it.
3: Well, you're a busy gal. You're hard to nail down.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't like to sit still. That is definitely. That is
3: definitely... <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, we're gonna get started with what we call probably our favorite part what we call the five burning questions. So Lisa, these are meant to be like fired off question and answers. But you can answer however you like and as like fully basic expanded whatever you kind of want. Okay, All right. Okay. Uh, my first question for you is if you had one last meal on this earth and you could have anything you wanted, what would it be?
4: Oh my goodness. Um probably a pasta dish with like ground ground moose meat, pasta, fresh tomatoes, onions, like all oh. that good stuff. Yeah, that would yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good answer.
3: And your and your um <laughs> and your side beverage? Uh
4: you know what? When I'm eating food, it, it's pretty simple. Just water. I love water.
3: Lots of water. Okay. You're kind of boring,
4: I guess, in that sense. I'm like I wasn't <laughs> <No>. expecting that. If it's my last meal, it must mean things aren't going so well. I don't want to <laughs> So Let's just like
0: enjoy every moment. <laughs> that's right. Feel as good as you can. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's right. <laughs> um okay, my next one. Uh you have unlimited funds to buy anything your heart desires. What would you buy?
4: Unlimited funds.
0: Um, what would I buy? Bills bills are paid. Hubby yep. doesn't know.
3: <laughs> just, yeah, he doesn't know you got all this money. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know, I would buy. I think I would buy like an island somewhere where it had incredible fishing. Um, I'm obviously it would come with a, a brand new boat and a beautiful, you know, some kind of living arrangements. But yeah, somewhere that you can just go and it's escape. You're off grid. You're away from everybody. You've got fishing. You know. Can jet across the lake and have some incredible hunting. So, yeah, something like that would be my, if I had all the money in the world.
3: Oh yeah. I, l- I like it. That's just, it's probably pretty similar to anything that Brennan and I would say. <laughs> yep. Awesome. I'll invite you over. Yeah. Yep. Just put me in the bush in a cabin. Oh. What would you do? Leave
0: everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then yep.
4: maybe I would have a nice glass of like, red wine or something. Yeah.
3: Like there that. we there go. go. <laughs> um brennan i'll do one more and then you've got two sure okay i'm gonna take if you could see anyone in concert past present or again who would it be
4: oh garth brooks hands down oh yeah
3: oh nice did yeah. have you seen him before i
4: have twice and he's just he's so personable and and kind and grounded and his music's incredible. His energy is next level. I mean, yeah, it'd be, it'd be Garth.
0: Mm-hmm. I've heard his shows are just incredible. Takes they are, it's really, yeah. Yeah,
4: he, 100%, he brings the audience in. Like you feel like, you know, you're kind of right beside him and and doing this thing. And so, yeah, he's mm-hmm. a cool person from yep. from the State. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, I think I'm gonna take one here, April. Is there a lake in the whole world that you've had your eye on as a bucket list lake and if not a bucket list lake maybe a bucket list species of fish to catch
4: okay well it'd be easier for species um mm-hmm. so kind of on my you know my top list is musky. i i would like to catch you know that 50 inch muskie and um
3: yeah just make it amazing and <laughs> oh. let
4: the muskie do his thing you know the battle the dance i yeah i would love mm-hmm.
3: it. Absolutely. Girl, I know some lakes where you can get those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: we, talk. we should talk.
3: I've <laughs> seen, uh, seen a lot of content lately
0: with this uh, figure eight thing people are doing next to the boat with their oh, rod yeah. and it's just, yeah, that was always the favorite part as a kid bringing in just pickerel fishing or, or whatever. And just the jig at the last moment in the water and a big pike come by and take the tip of your rod too, as a mm-hmm. kid, not paying attention. Yeah. So with the muskie wow. and uh, these, these tiger muskies, these patterning on those fish mm-hmm. is just insane. I keep, yes. I keep seeing that Oh, so
4: gorgeous yeah and, and yeah anyways and so big and aggressive from everything I've watched so yeah mm-hmm. they're they're up there
0: <laughs> Top tier. and I guess the last one here Lisa if you could take one famous person fishing who would you take anybody past or present
4: well you know honestly not famous uh to anybody but me but I would I would bring my dad back huh. fish with him
0: it's a good one same yeah. here Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, that whole uh you know, they left too soon or my dad did. And so, yeah, it would be nice to fish with him again and let him see all the cool things I'm doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Those conversations in the boat, you know, those yeah. are the best ones. So you can talk yeah. about anything out there. Yeah. Didn't matter who, nobody was around. It's just that's the time. Talk totally. To and, so,
4: and honestly, like sometimes we would fish all day and we wouldn't say five words. And I remember thinking, like this one time in particular, I came off the lake and I was like, that was the best day. And not I mean I'm a talker, hello. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. sometimes it was just you just wanted their space and their comfort and their their energy and, and security of just mm-hmm. being there. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot that goes with those big shoulders. <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. You resonate with that for sure. And I think that's the end of the five burning questions, April.
3: Good job, guys. As I Woo! sit here and wipe my <laughs> wipe my tears. Um all right. <laughs> um so Let's get this let's get this started here, Lisa, for for so I know you, you know, we're friends, so I know you, but a lot of people that are listening maybe haven't heard of you before or they haven't um, fallen upon your social media yet. So for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe what your first introduction to the outdoors was?
4: Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. So- I always, you know, I feel so blessed because I did grow up in a family where we did a lot of hunting and fishing, camping, quadding. I mean, honestly, anything outdoors. And and you know, I grew up in the generation where you know, mom would be like, "Okay, out you go, see you at supper. Don't leave the property. Bye." Yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like, what a gift when you actually think about it. And so, you know, I'd be out there with my brother, my older brother, because my younger brother is much younger, and building forts and and you know just exploring and taking on adventures and trying to figure things out and and it was really awesome and i remember even as a young child uh you know four or five maybe maybe even as old as six and my dad and, and brother would be getting ready to go on an adventure and i'd be like in the truck and dad would come there and he'd be like get out <laughs> get. go <laughs> be, like, on get. <laughs> no like you know and he's like well stay with mom and i was like i don't want to i want to come with you and so finally, at some point, um, you know, my dad quit asking me to leave the truck and realized
3: that
4: <laughs> I, I was a part of I was a part of the deal.
3: <laughs> She's coming, yeah.
4: <laughs> She's coming, and uh, and so yeah, I kind of pushed my way, and and also, you know, dad obviously accepted it, and and my brother and stuff, and so we did a lot of fun. You know, everything from hunting rabbits to big game fishing trips, um, you know, sometimes we do a whole family thing where my mom would come and bring them, you know, the trailer motorhome, whatever, and we would camp out in the bush. And so yeah, like I just, I just have so many great memories to pull from and, and then, I don't know, it was like, 10 years ago, I guess I, you know, social media for me anyways, maybe it's, it was already a big thing I don't know but I started seeing like, what is this Instagram and Facebook and, you know, started kind of posting stuff more um, with purpose and doing outdoor stuff. And I had no idea what I was actually doing. And then, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, I just started putting it out there and just wanted to see, you know, what people thought or whatever. And, and then unfortunately, uh, my dad passed very suddenly uh, eight years ago. And, and so a huge part of me was taken, you know, that, Outdoor world, my hunting and fishing partner, um, you know, this mm-hmm. best friend. And so, um, you know, when I say this in a, in a lot of in my stories, because I think it's so important that, you know, grief is hard and it's and it can be really ugly. It was for me mm-hmm. and then, you know, two years in and I was still pretty much a mess and I couldn't figure it out. And I knew I needed to, but I just like, holy heck, what, do how do I get through this? And so. I remember sitting, it was in December and I remember sitting on the, on the chair and I was writing down like all the gifts my dad had given me. And I just started writing a list, you know, like respect and trust and, and, uh, integrity and strength and the ability to hunt and fish on my own. And then I kind of started going, wait a minute, what are all these outdoor gifts he gave me? Cause gosh, there's so many. And so I started really focusing on that. And when the list was done, I kind of looked at it and I thought, that's a, that's a, that's a big list of gifts and how mm-hmm. can keep that to myself. And so then I thought, you know, my dad would never want that. My dad loved people. He, you know, str- complete strangers would drive in his yard. And next thing you know, they're, you know, maybe having a shot or <laughs> 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 no, he's like, well, come fishing. And so, yeah, I I knew that I needed to get back out and, and be that person. And uh so I wanted to share these beautiful gifts my dad gave me. And I just, that's when I, really started taking on the outdoor world and so from that list I made another list a few weeks maybe a month not even a month later of goals that I wanted to accomplish that following year and um, I wrote 12 months worth of goals I had them accomplished in four months and I then I just knew and I started feeling better and I knew in a healthy way I was bringing my dad with me like he was mm-hmm. now on my adventures I, I I fully believe certain things were happening because he was somehow here or or his power his strength maybe just because i started to let go of some of the grief and started to feel more positive and, and, uh, you know, ready to take the world on again a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So, um so yeah. And then, and then I did that for, you know, I uh, started getting some sponsors, which they're amazing by the way. And, you know, presenting at sportsman shows, I started doing my own workshops, outdoor writer, so in different magazines. And then two years ago, I got a call from, the, one of the TV stations, and two days later, I got a call from the other TV station asking if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually remember that when um, the first TV station called, and and uh, I actually pulled the phone away, and I was like, "What? Like, what is happening? Hello? Yeah, are, is you a radio are you friend? serious? serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me." <laughs> and um, you know, honestly, it was never anything I ever thought of. Like, I never thought I want to be on TV or or having a show was. Was in my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. um, and so when I got off the phone, I instantly wrote down if I did a show, why? And I just like
3: mm-hmm.
4: no judgment, Lisa. Just start writing why, and the the main theme was it was another avenue to be able to reach more people, mm-hmm. and so just like writing a mag- writing in a magazine is just another avenue to be able to reach more women, youth, or you know, really any anybody in the outdoors, and same with my TV show, right. and uh, and so yeah, we I. I called up my, my friend, who's a videographer, and I said, I want to do this. <laughs> and Andrew was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so here we are.
3: Here, here we are. So here would we- you would you call kind of that, you know, emotional transition in your life that was sort of your, like, defining moment?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Something had to change. And when I finally found a way to do it that was positive and a way to bring my dad with me, it absolutely changed my life
3: like
4: mm-hmm. it yeah 100% and put me back on the road where we left off before dad passed you know what i mean like mm-hmm. back hunting mm-hmm. and fishing and and doing it because i loved it um i i'll be honest there was a time in there where i'm going to cry
3: where um i didn't even want to
4: hunt or fish <laughs>
3: mm mm-hmm. yeah like the I was, the grief is mm-hmm. so heavy that yeah and i
4: was so scared of it because yeah. i didn't want to feel it and uh I every you know when I would go I you know go fish or whatever it was actually painful instead of something that I was so passionate and something that I love so much and so I knew my dad wouldn't want that for me but but that's that's your logical brain thinking and then there's the emotional side of you that's not thinking and and Mm -hmm. that you get caught up and so uh yeah so definitely a changing moment and uh so glad so glad I made the change And started moving forward one step at a time and there's been a lot of back steps (laughs) but um but still have a focus and 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 a goal in mind so yeah yeah.
3: still a a moving forward and stepping stones and like even i've noticed you know like a huge propulsion forward in the what four years maybe that i've known you lisa something like that yeah you know from the first day we fished with you to now like there's a bit a big difference and a, um, a big uh, growth, you know, I would say like mentally, you know, online, but also just what you're about and what you are portraying and doing for the mm-hmm. world and all those kinds of things.
4: Oh, thanks, April. That uh, that means a lot. And thanks for recognizing Certainly. it. Thank you. Because uh, it's a lot of, it. it is a lot of hard work to go through all of that and uh and i and i appreciate you recognizing it and yeah
0: it's one day at a time (laughs) that's that's right yeah i i
3: have a i have kind of a question for you like i know that you you know you obviously grew up in the hunting and fishing like realm in the world and doing those activities and and it's funny when because i think a lot of our podcasts guests so far that i've had are all males and and i kind of like sometimes wonder about these things so you have children Mm -hmm. so being a mother did things change in terms of the outdoors when you had kids yeah
4: i mean absolutely it did does it have to
3: no um
4: i wouldn't say you know with ashley that it changed that much i mean we still did a lot of hunting and fishing and and uh camping trips and all of that good stuff but um but my son unfortunately was diagnosed with a with a kidney disease at the age of 4 and so it really changed things and um I actually for a while there pretty much other than maybe one or two times a year I left the outdoors because my mm-hmm. world was consumed with his health and hospitals and all that kind of stuff so um so yeah it changes You know, and not everybody. I mean, I see some of these new, you know, some of these outdoors uh, families, we'll call them, Mm and, you know, husbands and wives, and they have brand new babies, and they're two weeks old, and they're out fishing and hunting and, you know, uh, setting trail cameras and all that good stuff. So, I mean, there is, there's definitely ways to incorporate it. Mm -hmm. And then there's times where it's just a, a lot harder and a lot more work to do it you know they're in school they're in hockey they're in mm-hmm. whatever and so it really comes down to time management and figuring out how to balance between a husband and a wife or or, or whatever your family looks like sorry but mm-hmm. you know so that you can balance your kids your life and your work so mm-hmm.
0: yeah you have to truly compartmentalize and and be Make it uh, something that's complementing your life, as opposed to like I have to go get this done. Well, no, this is this is your lifestyle, and we want to do these things. And then the more you want to do them, the easier it is to to incorporate it in, especially with a young family.
4: Absolutely, and I think it's okay. Like you know, for people that maybe are out there listening that are maybe struggling with this, it it's okay to take a break. It's you know, you're going to come back to it if you love it. It's your passion. It's it's what you want to do, and and mm-hmm. you know, you had such a good taste for it. You'll you'll come back to it. There's mm-hmm. just you know, um, uh, seasons, reasons, lifetimes, right? Mm, there, mm. That happen. And, and sometimes it's just a few seasons that you're taking a break to to take care of other things.
3: Yep, mm. life happens. That was literally, like you took the, the question that I had in my head for you next, you literally took like the majority of the words like right out of my brain. <laughs> and just like the fact of, you know, there's a there's there's a season when they're little and you know it might not be as easy but once they grow up a little bit and they're more active and more um intrigued and more engaged like it's probably a little bit easier to like grab back onto your passions and bring them along and then when they even get a little bit older then you you can grab that passion back for yourself
4: yeah yeah absolutely and it's funny because as you're in the season we'll say you know where they're. Um, a little bit older, like say, I don't know, two to seven, right? Mm-hmm. That season, you're still growing as an outdoorsman, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, I'm still, I was still growing because I'm seeing it through their eyes. Or, you know, it like Ashley didn't really, my oldest didn't really like to hunt. That wasn't her thing. She'd actually yell out, run, go for it. my mom. Oh you. my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she would still come. And that Raider. was the important part. Yeah. yeah. And, So to watch that with her or to um, still be able to get down on the ground and show her a track a moose track because we were walking through the gopher field or a scrape or whatever. I mean, she was still interested and it still allowed me extra time to see with bigger eyes and and see the bigger picture Mm because I wasn't directly hunting. I was just out in the outdoors teaching. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I, I think that. I learned a lot during those times and same with my son like when we would go out either hunting or fishing there was a lot that uh, you know you don't you don't just take a 7, 10, 12 year old I don't know whatever and put them in a tree stand beside you or go hunt a day for 10 hours you're going to lose them. so Mm -hmm. you know times where we would just go hunt for a few hours but it was more like a scavenger hunt a nature a nature hike uh, (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
4: try getting them ready and you're getting your so you never really lose it you just change it a little.
3: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, too, is like you mentioned Ashley. And if anybody that's listening to this has paid attention to Lisa's social media, you'll know that Lisa or sorry, that Ashley is like one of your like biggest probably supporters in my eyes. She is there for absolutely everything, doing the social media, like taking pictures, being there with you, being your like right hand lady. And I just think it's really cool that your, you know, something that was a passion of yours became a business and also brought along somebody, you know, within your life that their roles in the outdoors have also changed. Like Ashley went from maybe not loving hunting to, you know, being there with you right, like in the thick of all of the things you do. I just, I think that's really cool. Like, did how did you maybe... Like foster that relationship, or how did you kind of like get her coming along that way?
4: You know, hmm, I, I'm not totally sure. I mean, we were we've always been super close and and more um like best friends, especially once she became an adult. Like we just do a lot of cool, fun things together. But um right. I remember at one point we went for a walk and uh I was I was struggling with the outdoors, like, you know, is this where I should be because it's really hard (laughs) And there was a lot, a lot happening at that time and and i'm going to say that you know that's five years ago. And she just kind of looked at me and I remember her saying something along the lines of like she goes mom i'm just so proud of you, because number one, you know, and and this isn't an insult it's cool like she goes your age, you decided to take on a whole new career you've changed everything you followed your dream you went after it you didn't you haven't quit and she said like if anything that's so motivational for her and Tristan and so i mean gosh that that felt so amazing to hear from your daughter to what like thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so um i think just because we get along so well and and like sometimes our brains are almost will say the same thing at the same time and and so yeah i think it was just another way like you said, she's not into hunting, but it was another way for us to do an adventure and an activity together that maybe, yeah, we didn't, we don't kill a deer together, but she's along for the ride for all of it because she supports it. She loves it. She, you know, loves the whole lifestyle. She has two, two boys and, uh, you know, she's like, mom, I can't wait to you take them hunting. You know, they're already fishing and waking me up in the early hours because Baba, it's time to go ice fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, go back to bed. But Baba, the fish are biting.
3: Go back to bed. (laughs) They'll be biting later. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be biting later when I'm ready.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, that's so. uh, So yeah, I just, um, I just think that that's really part of what it's all about is when you when you start fostering at an early age, it doesn't go away. You know, Mm. and and I'm gonna say there's seasons and, and reasons like. Hey, she hit her teen. She hit her, you know, eighteen, where you wondered if she was ever coming back.
3: <laughs> yeah, you—you know? you, you weren't the coolest person mm-hmm. on the earth. I—I I do remember <laughs> being that age. I wasn't even, yeah, not even. I a remember friend. saying some things that I didn't mean, and yeah, all that kind of fun stuff. A-
0: April, this is recorded. You're gonna have to admit to these. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually, me Our and my mom poses. talked about that
0: recently.
4: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But I think yeah. I think um, consistency wins. And when mm-hmm. you consistently show up, whether it's friends or for the outdoors or for people in your life, eventually it it just it wins because mm-hmm. you're just consistent and it's like I'm I'm still here, you, you know. Yeah. You're a jerk. I'm still here. You were nice. I'm still here. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. good, bad, right? And so um, yeah, I think just consistently showing up for your kids and and uh, and your passion, yeah. then how, how can it not work out?
0: And right. and I'm sure you see that consistency with her children as well now, right? Because you fostered that in her. And that's just, it's it's cool to see that sort of stuff generationally keep going down and get passed on. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool stuff. And then they hit you with those emotional uh, sort of maturity bombs with, I'm proud of you, mom, I'm proud of you, dad. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop yeah, it.
3: Totally. Like, <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you
0: need right
3: now? <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> totally. Totally. I'll
0: because you can have it whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's funny how it can just, you know, in a good way how it can just crumble us. Like just those they're such powerful words and uh you know, you work as a parent or and it takes a community so, you know, uh
0: mm-hmm.
4: it's never a, I like we did this, even husband and wife or whatever, mom and dad, it's it's a whole community, but man, it's amazing mm. when you hear the words back that they're proud of you or they're excited for your career or what's happening. And-
2: if you're listening to this episode, we know you love local and so do we. That's why we're going to encourage you to check out your local co-op. Co-op is in over 600 communities across Western Canada with over 2 million members. Co-ops are a member driven organization that serve the local community you can check out co-ops for all your food fuel home and construction as well as agricultural needs a membership costs you ten dollars to get in and you're going to see that back in equity you don't need a membership to shop at co-op but you would be missing out on all the equity and most importantly your say and how that company runs for groceries if you want to shop online you can check it out online at shop.crs and select markets There's hundreds of local products sourced and packaged all across Western Canada, and even free cookies for children in store at the deli counter. If you're looking at a home and building experience, they have local experts available to help with any plant, large or small and free home and garage blueprints available for online download. Their gas stations are not just a great place to stop for fuel, but also for snacks and a recharge. They're available all across Western Canada. Voted the cleanest bathrooms, they have full service at most locations, and car washes at most locations. On the egg side, co-op's been in the business since 1930 and has continued to lead the way in not just energy products needed for seeding, harvesting, and everything in between, but also in the growing inventory of high-quality products including crop inputs and feed that co-op manufactures and distributes. Co-op's private label production selection is growing every year, providing growers with the high quality products they expect from the name they trust. Co-op also offers a range of fuel, lubricant and propane products, and also provides farm buildings, grain bins, bulk fuel, fuel tanks, livestock equipment, fencing and heaters. Wherever you are, be sure to check out your local co-op because they have it all.
3: Speaking of career the way, yes. Um, for those like like I'm, I keep saying for those that don't know Lisa, she is a um. Would you call it pro staff, Lisa? And uh, like for Cabela's pro shops,
4: yeah, pro staff ambassador. Pro staff? I mean, those words are so interchangeable, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And she does a lot of like educational work as well as has a TV series of her own now. So. I don't know, what would you say that it's like being a female business owner in, you know, the outdoor industry Are you, you, uh, you've obviously had difficulties of some sort or have, or would you say that it was like pretty smooth sailing?
4: Ooh, that's a, that's a loaded question. Very loaded.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, you know what? I mean, overall there, um, I feel very blessed. Like I was definitely embraced and, and there are some amazing, amazing people that, never thought would you know show up or fight for you or have your back and and you're gonna you're gonna find that in all your industries right so mm-hmm. so first and foremost like way to go to those people that helped out reached out you know lent lent a hand all that good stuff has it been easy absolutely not like <laughs> straight out um it's hard it's tough uh, we talk about that we're trying to make some big changes and you know that it's Yes, it's a male dominant or has been a male dominant industry and we're trying to change that and make differences and all of that good stuff. But there's still the old boys club. There's still Mm -hmm.
3: the
4: you don't belong kind of type thing. And Mm -hmm. and um, there's still people that, you know, find out you're a girl and suddenly they're like, oh, yeah, we're not interested in working with you. Like, do you even drive your own boat? Like, I hear all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, you just I don't know, I guess that's why you got to have those big shoulders and and, uh, keep your head up stay focused Mm -hmm. and I mean even even I hate to say it but it's true there's even women to women that don't want to see you succeed or don't have that positive vibe and it's just like Mm -hmm. you know that that's on you that's your baggage because I'm here to lift you up I mean you know somebody said to me not too long ago I brought a a female guest onto one of my shows and they said oh my gosh aren't you worried that she's going to bypass you bypass me what what does that even mean like do you mean am i worried she's gonna get her own show or or someone might see her and pick her up like god i hope so that's what we're supposed to do in this mm-hmm. industry like i will be her biggest fan her i will be the one pushing her as hard as i can to do that i mean and i i do i try to do that anyways on a regular basis yeah i, I don't understand the mentality of that i don't i just don't understand the the competitiveness of it it's mm-hmm. um you know we're here to lift each other up not not competing
0: certainly like,
3: yeah. there's there's room for everyone
4: there is there yeah. is and everybody yeah. has something a little different to offer
3: exactly right? you can and uh, that that is exactly i've had a few conversations like that with you know different people and i'm sure that you and i have probably had that conversation over the phone once or twice is that you know we we may both want to talk about i don't know um you know specifically maybe something about whitetail hunting and and it is the way that you present to your audience and the way that I present to my audience those would be two different audiences and at some point in time they probably cross over but they enjoy hearing those maybe tips and tricks or or stories or whatever from two different people in two different ways
4: mm-hmm. oh 100% and this you know what this actually brings me back right now to right now in school the way they teach math right mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. I just went through school and so now they teach it like there's three different methods like two plus two is they it is taught three different ways because there's this kind of a learner there's this kind of a learner and this kind of a learner right mm-hmm. so when you apply that to the outdoors it's exactly what you just said april mm-hmm. there you and i both are gonna talk about whitetail hunting we're both maybe even gonna ask for the same sponsorship whatever we both have different things to offer
3: mm-hmm. and
4: i'm not better than you you're not better than me we're both just Bringing our knowledge and what we've learned mm-hmm. to the table, and mm-hmm. and another uh, example of this was when I was in Yorkton this year, they took all the presenters and they had um oh I forget what they called it, but kind of like <laughs> just the mat, like put us up all on a panel on the on the big stage there, and people were allowed to ask questions. Ooh. and So this one guy came up and he asked, "What's your favorite technique for?" I, I actually don't remember what the question was, but favorite technique for whitetail hunting. Right. And um, So there's, I don't know, roughly 20 people on the stage, pretty much all had different answers.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But
4: but Right there. That was okay. Mm
0: -hmm. But now
4: suddenly, you know, it's not okay. Cause I put something on my Instagram that says, Hey, uh, this is what I like to do. And, and bam, I mean, I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. I actually have a really good following and they're so supportive. So I don't have people leaving too many bad messages, but I've heard of other people and it's just like, what, why, I don't under, I just don't understand it. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. And and they- the a lot of times too, sorry, Brandon, a lot of times too, the like double standard from men to women, you know, I've had people that uh, we've gone fishing for a specific species in the winter and I literally get a message after that's like, you're not allowed to do that. You shouldn't be doing that. But then the same person does it. Shortly after, and yeah. when they you know, and when and all I do is when they tell me, you know that I shouldn't be doing it, I say, Thanks for the information. I'll take that into consideration
4: and that and that's really all you can do because at the end of the day, as long as you know you're not, you know, you're staying within conservation and you're not breaking any laws, then how you do it, you caught a fish. I caught a fish. What does you know, and and like for an example out there fishing, I mean, there is some crazy things I've done to try to catch a walleye. like yeah. probably yeah. nothing. Some other people have ever even tried because mm-hmm. it's not going to work, but when nothing's working, I try to be creative and try something that, that maybe, maybe this is going to do it, right? So mm-hmm. I just don't believe that there's one answer for for everything or that one person knows it all. And and I actually uh, spoke about this the other day, in everything that I've brought to the outdoors, at no point do I ever want to be or or have I ever said like, oh, I'm the best. I have a TV show because I know more than you. Good God, are you joking me? I have a TV show because I want to <laughs> share a story. I want to mm-hmm. tell you a story about fishing, <laughs> right? Like and, yeah. and, if, and if you take some of my tips or tricks or you happen to see something I'm using and it happened to catch, you know, you catch one more fish. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But this whole like I got to be number one, I got to be at the top. I like I don't even understand. But again, there's that whole competitiveness, where, or mm-hmm. if you just looked at it a little different, and you looked at the guy or the girl beside you on either side, and you just kind of gave him a lift. And we all did that. I mean, man, what a different industry we'd have.
3: Yeah. Wouldn't it be compare, wild compare notes? Yeah, yeah. Right. W- well, and compare notes, wouldn't it be interesting if like two two people say you had two women in the outdoors who have different platforms and present their information in a different way wouldn't it be interesting if those two people got together and said okay for the for we're in july so for august september october november december we are going to uh we are going to focus on these four topics per month and we're gonna we're going to post about these four topics and then allow those two people to come up with whatever information for those two topics and see what that information looks like. See what those posts look like and see, you know, it just, it would just show you, I think, how each person has their own audience has their own way of messaging and their way of speaking to their people. I bet it would be two completely different things, but within the exact same topic realms. I, I just think that'd be cool.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. You know, there's, and that, and that's what makes it so cool and and no different than a teacher you could have you know three math teachers one every month and they would teach you very differently mm-hmm. right so how so how is this any different when you just break it down to simple like just go back to basics right mm-hmm. we all have something to teach if someone's just willing to
3: listen exactly 100%. yep that that was a lot of like really good really good tidbits there do you if I could say, you know, would you have any words of encouragement for somebody who wants to like move into the industry, sort of like follow in your footsteps, something like that? What what would you tell people?
4: I think first and foremost is is create yourself. Before mm-hmm. you, you know, a lot of people um, have messaged me in the past and said, "Hey, how do I how do I get sponsors? How do I get where you are?" Da da da. And you know some some people I've quickly looked at their page or looked you know who are you you know what do, what do you do kind of type thing just so I have an idea to how to answer them, and a, a lot of people or you know a few of those people anyways um, haven't even really started to create themselves, mm-hmm. and so if you don't create yourself and start somewhere with your own platform, your own messaging, your own value system. Then, when, when you get to the, the next level, and I just mean like that next thing you're going to take on, if you don't have that great foundation, I, I, I think you can get veered off course pretty easily. Mm. So I think it's important to have that grounding, that place that you can always come back to, right, because there's a lot that happens in this outdoor industry, good, bad, you know, likewise challenging successes because even successes, if you don't have that place to come back to, I mean, that could get to your head, right? Mm -hmm. So grounding yourself, having a good foundation, knowing what your goals are. I mean, goals are meant to, you know, they're ongoing, they can be changed. But like, I would say start there, start building your outdoor resume, like, you know, your accomplishments, what it looks like, what you want to achieve, you know, make that goal list. And then from there, obviously, now, you know, you've, you've got some good foundations, you're going after some sponsors, You're talking to trade shows, sportsman shows, trying to see if, you know, there's an opportunity for you to speak on stage, tell your story. If you can't tell it one way, tell it another way. So, so if you can't necessarily, if TV is your thing, but you, it's not working out right at the moment, don't quit. Then just tell mm-hmm. it a different way. Go start writing, right? Mm-hmm. Put, it in magazines. Put more mm-hmm. social media posts out with deeper content. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Those are some, some tips.
3: I think something encouraging that you have told me in the past when I was having, you know, one of many difficult days was just to, you know, have to be strong and just, you know, while while you're doing all these things, while you're, you know, building your portfolio and, and putting that content out there and talking to people while you're doing all that is to have like thick skin. And, you know, that things will not always be a yes, things will not always be positive. But I think that's something that you've mentioned to me is you know just keep going just keep going no matter kind of what's going on no matter what's happening keep you know one foot in front of the other just keep going
4: yeah absolutely keep going and and again i go back to what i said earlier about being consistent right when you when things are hard and whatever that looks like right things are hard could be personal life suddenly is is hard or your your outdoor life is hard i don't know whatever it is if you still consistently show up and and maybe you can't give 100% of that consistency maybe today you only gave 10 but it's still consistent it's still who you are it's still within you know that grounding that I said you should start with then I think you're always going to continue to move forward it's when it's when you don't have that or you don't you you don't have that core inside of you that then you're like you're kind of kind of I feel like then you're on a road where it's like oh squirrel 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 and then you're Mm -hmm. you're just all over the place and so then you know, it's I'm kind of like a, a pinball machine and then I, I feel like your your feet aren't grounded because you're taking off in all these different directions. And so you're easily, you can easily, you know, kind of fall over or get hit or whatever, because because you're still you're not consistently focused on what it is you need to do.
0: You can and, sort of lose yourself, right?
4: Oh, 100 and, percent. And we all do. I mean, I've lost myself a couple of times. Thank God, I, you know, I have a great team, Ashley and, and and my husband and my kids who believe in me and that they'll bring me back sometimes or be mm-hmm. like, hey, Mom, remember who you are. Remember why mm-hmm.
3: you started. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there It, it goes, back to, goes back to the community you were talking about, right? They're a part of your foundation.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you can't, you can't do it all alone. I mean, it, it's, it's a tough go.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: You know, there's a lot to do and 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 there's a lot to take on. Right. And mm-hmm. so trying to do it alone and trying to be all independent is definitely something I've learned that mm-hmm. that's yeah, you got to let people in, people you trust, people mm-hmm. you respect, people who respect you back, mm-hmm. um, you know, reach out to those people and, and have those phone calls and, and you know, someone you can trust that's not going to use it against you or, you know, um, not going to use it to step on you to get higher up for themselves. Right. Like you just, mm-hmm. you have to know who those key people are in your life. And 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 that doesn't matter whether that's the outdoors, that could be your your office job, it could be your whatever, right? Like you just it's just really important to um yeah, stay true to yourself, be consistent, and keep moving forward.
3: There's all the words of encouragement everybody needs right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Encouraging, I know, and like I like I keep saying, Lisa, you know if people don't follow you, they'll find out real quick, so Lisa, you have a a pretty big heart when it comes to like teaching and mentoring and taking new people out and you know bringing them into the world of the outdoors, and I'm kind of wondering all of a sudden what what are you all involved now when it comes to that kind of thing?
4: oh, uh, you know I i mean all things aside the thing that lights me up the most is teaching people Mm -hmm. and and just you know and i mean the whole thing like you teach them something and then you get to stand back and actually watch them or watch them succeed or watch them you know think think oh she taught me that technique but i'm gonna apply this and then bam like it's so oh that is so special and and a, a Beautiful gift people give back once you teach, right? So yeah, I, I have my ladies ice fishing event, which uh, is a huge success that so we're coming up. It'll be year three. Uh, this in 2023, uh, we had a hundred women on the ice, and it was wow. incredible. Like, uh, for, and I I mean incredible in so many ways. Like the volunteer team that shows up. I mean, you know, a lot of. I mean, I reached out in, in year one and kind of got that foundation of people I wanted and then now I have women that hey would you be interested I'd like to volunteer and you know I've got a Mm -hmm. waitlist I mean that that just speaks volumes for you know how much women want to help and and make a difference and this year prior to the ladies ice fishing weekend Thursday before I actually did a corporate event and so I had 25 ladies from Edmonton everything from VP to you know assistant and it was amazing because 90 plus percent of those women had never held a rod in their hand before so oh <laughs> to just know you made a difference and they're so excited and they can't wait to come back and a lot of them have reached out since then saying I can't wait for next year I was going through pictures thought I'd share this with you and you know it's uh it's so beautiful so there's that it's really important to me to fish with youth and and make a difference mm-hmm. and so I you know I I got to be a part of the the classroom that came outdoors oh yeah yeah, that was, that was so special and, you know, um, watching these kids on the lake and, and there was volunteers and I don't know, five, six, seven boats. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And just everyone's pitching in and helping and watching and, and the laughter and the kids were so excited. I mean, that's super cool to so just taking, you know, one-on-one kids on my boat. I actually uh, filmed an episode this year with at the time I filmed, he was 13, he's now 14. Uh, what an incredible individual um, Cody is his name and, and just, I will fish with him again. Like he is. Yeah. Uh Yeah. He's a great kid. So, you know, there's, there's so many rewards, uh, in it and, uh, it just feels so good to, it's kind of my analogy or my, my thought is train the trainer, right? You, you Mm -hmm. train one person and then they take that back to their village and, you know, suddenly their family, they're like, Oh, don't do that with the fish or hold the fish this way. And you've just helped so many mm-hmm. more fish and, and you've helped mm-hmm. so many more people feel successful that they're not scared they hurt the fish or you know they want to go back out again and then i i volunteer um with a HIA and i do that's coming up in august and so last year i had i think it was 43 women that came to my seminar and mm-hmm. um it was field dressing a deer oh nice yeah so it was really cool i i didn't know i was like oh please just let a couple women show up and <laughs> And I had a huge crowd and they asked so many great questions and, and it wasn't like how to, um, you know, skin your deer once you have it home. It was like, if you're in the field and you're doing this, how do you do this? And then, um, you know, we cut up some of the meat and how you can pack it out and stuff like that. So that's great. Um, down the road, I'd like to do, I just, I can't fit it in this year, but I'm hoping to plan it for next year is like, um, an archery and range day weekend
3: for ladies oh, but, oh cool. yes just mm-hmm. a little bit on hold because i i started <laughs> and i was like i
4: will not get this done this year uh,
3: i just i just love that you're i just love that you're even talking about it <laughs> yeah, yeah well you'll be one of my uh calls hey you want to come oh was, when when it's ready and you're ready you just uh i'll Her be bag's waiting packed already <laughs> yep i'll be waiting yeah. Yeah. awesome yeah i i think i mean i've had so many
4: women reach out and that's how like the ladies ice fishing started it's just so many women reached out asking mm-hmm. if I could take them fishing. And so instead of trying to do all these one-on-ones, it was like, can we do this in a better, more efficient way? Yeah. And then the same with range day, archery day, um, or weekend, because it won't be a day, um, right down to like, I want to do a scavenger hunt where it's like, you know, we'll put moose tracks, deer tracks, scrapes, rubs, and they have to go oh, find cool. all these things. But yeah, right? So it's, it's kind of like you have, I mean, it's going to be a little bit more like mid-advanced, in that you have to come there with your hunter education already. You don't have to mm-hmm. have your path, but hunter education. Um, so that I'm kind of trying to blend. You have your course, but you haven't really gone out, or, or maybe a little bit, but you want to learn more. And we're trying to close that gap a little bit. So that's mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. Uh, I've let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but that's that's coming. That's coming.
0: <laughs> awesome. That sounds I fantastic.
4: Thank you. Yeah, so yeah, that's about it.
0: <laughs> that's pretty great. Um, in gonna kind of pivot a little bit uh to a bit of the social media but staying on sort of uh your mentoring opportunities that you that you do um and for those that are listening you know lisa shares a lot of these mentoring opportunities on her social media instagram specifically and uh something that i really like that you do lisa is your content's very um full circle content that is just more than just the you know the grip and grins of of a lot of instagram that people see and me coming back just recently into instagram and seeing it i really like your content and that how appropriate it is and now speaking with you for the first time it all really sort of makes a lot more sense like it's just it's very friendly very easygoing content that is i'll keep saying appropriate but appropriate for all age groups and it's something that all age groups can get something from it and from what we've talked about already here Is that you're you're very interested in passing on what you know and how you know it and not being so overbearing with it um there is one one post that uh like you're not being overbearing with it sorry (laughs) um it's 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 just fantastic and there's one post the other day that you did it was a, a safety post on boating where you uh you pin your dock on on an app and uh you know right now especially in Canada with all the wildfires and and the stuff that's going on there I thought that was just so so like I I keep saying appropriate it really is it's so appropriate for people that are going out there they might not know these little things that you know you get out in the boat and like that's a at its very root it's very basic but at the same time it's it's something that not a lot of people would think of I know I wouldn't have certainly thought of it and then when you had brought it up it it just, uh, it, it pinned in my brain. I'm like, I'm going to do that every time now. <laughs> like, that just seems like, it just seems so obvious. And Like the way you presented it, it was just, it was really good. Those posts, like, um, how do you, how do you go about kind of making them? Like, is it, what am I trying to ask here? Safety is obviously a very important thing to you and your, your content. I've, I've talked about how it's, it's very full circle. When you're, when you're curating these safety posts, is it something you're you're thinking about constantly about doing?
4: Hmm. That's a good question. I would say I I run a lot of my life. Like, I don't know if people have heard of or you or know much about like emotional intelligence. I run a lot with emotion with my stomach, with my gut. And so um that day in particular, you know, I had actually dropped some kids off at the dock and I turned around to go home. And I was like, I didn't even like we got I gotta do this post because mm-hmm. holy my gosh, I can't see anything. And, you know, I just, I try to go with, if I'm struggling with it, then I wanna share it, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm. If
4: it's if it's something that's challenged me or if I have a question about it or I got lost in it, then let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Like I'll be the first to be, I'm actually filming for an example, this weekend coming up uh, for Small Mouth Bass and it's nothing I've ever done. And the episode is gonna show that. It's gonna show that I'm an absolute beginner and mm-hmm. teach me cuz i don't know this right so i'm i i want i want people to know i'm just i'm just an average girl but i mm-hmm. i want to make a difference right and mm-hmm. so when i put my post together it's it's stuff that moves me like i said it's stuff that speaks to me and then i'm just like i just want to put it out there
3: yeah like mm-hmm. if it speaks to if if it speaks to me if it's a question i have somebody else is probably asking the same thing
4: yeah mm-hmm. 100% percent and you have
0: you have the platform right so
3: mm-hmm. yeah
4: Thank you. And, and I mean, it's Excellent. taken and thank you for the comment or compliment about the platform and the full circle and that it's you didn't use this word, but I can't think of it, but but classy or or keep it on the up mm-hmm. and up, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's taken a lot of work. Right. Mm-hmm. Because as you like, all my followers are organic. I've never paid for a follower. I don't, you know, whatever. So it's taken me way longer <laughs> than maybe others. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. But I feel good about that because I know I know you know, I have a huge, such a high engagement rate because people comment, people ask questions and they're not leaving comments that I don't want to see or whatever, whatever, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or they're thanking me because exactly, there was a guy that said, holy man, thank you for this tip on the mark, your, your boat launch or your dock or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he actually shared a story about how he got lost and he goes, but I've never, thought to mark my own spot even after Mm -hmm. he got lost I think it was for five hours it was really bad. like yeah he was thinking he was gonna have to camp overnight and
0: Mm
4: -hmm. um you know uh between the I think it was smoke and then a big storm came in and he just got turned around it happens Mm -hmm. again I feel like like I feel the one I feel blessed and I feel like every time someone writes a comment or tells me I'm gonna cry holy tells me a personal (laughs) I like that, like that took courage for that individual. He's, you Mm -hmm. know, number one, he's a guy. So there's a little bit of a stigma. And number two, he talked about it. And he he shared with whoever's reading my stuff or his stuff that Mm -hmm. he got lost and and he got scared. He actually wrote Mm it, right? So so I felt like, well, thank you for that beautiful gift, for trusting me with your story, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't take that lightly. And I guess that's Mm -hmm. why I try to comment back to people. Like, if you're taking time out of your day, I'm trying to take time to comment to everybody back because i want to keep building and i want people to know that that it's important and i
3: i care <laughs> mm-hmm. well that and and that your sp- your space that you've created is a safe space now
0: yeah mm-hmm. well, and certainly it's evidenced in your posts and and mm-hmm. your social media certainly mm-hmm.
4: thank yep. you yep and i have to give some credit to uh to my daughter on some of those posts because yeah
3: <laughs>
4: she, <laughs> she just like It's crazy. And she loves to cook, right? And we did an episode together and I take her fishing and I'm so proud because she took time out of her busy day, but then I surprised her at the end of the episode because she loves to cook. So I brought one of those like bags full of goodies that she, and I'm like, okay, go here, cook. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of how we did the episode and, you know, and really just bringing the 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 blessing and the thoughtfulness and the and the thankfulness because life is busy you know she gave me but i wanted to give back to her and so anyways where i was going with this is her posts sometimes like some of my cooking ones those are her idea like she was like she Kate, we're gonna do a post i'm like oh
0: really <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so the cooking ones like some of them are mine some of them are her idea so it's really fun, you know, cause now she's invested and she wants to like, Hey, we should do this or we should do that. And so there's some creativity coming from her side too. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of brings out, cause I'm a little more, um, maybe I'm a little more scared to be totally who I am. Right. Because mm-hmm. everyone's a little vulnerable or mm-hmm. I get vulnerable or whatever, but she likes to bring out that fun kind of crazy little piece of me. And so, you know, the one cooking video we did where I crack a, I crack a beer and I pretend like I'm gonna take a drink and then I'm like, oh just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, I saw that.
4: <laughs> right. But there's that little side of me that not everybody gets to see. I mean, my family gets to see that side of me, but I don't always mm-hmm. put that out there. So I love that she can pull that out of me. Mm-hmm. When it's appropriate, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when it's appropriate,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. That uh, that content's probably so much easier to make when you have somebody like that inspiring you and uh-huh. you know and coaching you along and like giving you ideas as well. Like it's it's, it's totally,
4: and, and we have so much fun. Like I, you know, when I think back on some of my social media posts, some of, like right now the top memories are the ones with her because we're laughing so hard, or she's like. <laughs> oh,
3: <"Yeah." right. laughs>
0: and she's getting you with the, uh, the emotional bombs there oh, yeah. oh. Uh, yeah
3: and well and too like it's it's nice to have a just like fresh eyes on things right like you know she's watching what's going on and you know just I don't know maybe some ideas that you might not think of and then you're like oh that's actually a really good idea yeah let's do it
4: 100% and and also because she's so much younger and you know she's That age group, right? They're watching all the TikToks and the videos and the fun stuff. And she's like, oh, we got to do this. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I was just going to say, I really liked um, you did a collaboration with Leatherman and that you know that little video that you did with the knife where it was like in the pouch and you did like the shake 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 and then all of a sudden the knife was um like unfolded i was like that was a good one like i liked that
4: (laughs) thank you and yes my uh my videographer actually videoed that one um and we had a lot of fun with it so (laughs) so yeah that was good that was uh yeah some of that stuff is so much fun and and it's definitely way more fun when you have As you said uh someone to do it with and trying to like my hats off to people that do all their own um self-filming and editing and whatever like i i do a lot on my social media platform uh Mm -hmm. that's all my own but for the tv show i don't like i don't know how i could ever self-film and try to fish and no forget it Uh -uh.
3: it it would be it would be probably pretty difficult like it's one thing to do b-roll by yourself but yeah Mm -hmm. A lot of the other stuff is pretty hard.
4: Yeah. And I, I think I 100% because it's, you know, videoing, that kind of stuff isn't my passion. I think I would, I might quit because I just don't think that, the, like, I'm there to fish. That's why I love it. I, you know, grounded and lose myself in the water, all that, you know, mm-hmm. beautifulness that we could talk about for hours. Now i just be stressed and pissed off <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because now I'm dealing with cameras and, and, and oh, this angle and, oh, let's get the yeah. now. Oh, no, just let me catch the fish and put it back you
3: just <laughs> yeah you you yeah. do you and i'll do me over here
4: yeah so i do i definitely have to upgrade a few things um uh you know because i do do like i said a lot of self-filming for instagram and facebook and stuff so i want to do a little bit better maybe get a second camera that kind of thing like mm-hmm. so you know just a little bit more
3: depth mm. i'm gonna swing us into hunting a little bit because we've talked a lot about fishing And, and I kind of, I thought about this when we were talking about the, like the safety tips and like knowing your surroundings and, and things like that. So, well, staying in the fishing and the hunting a little bit, can can you give us a few more, maybe like a couple little tidbits of information here? What are some like really good safety tips that you might tell people like, I don't know, three or four?
4: Well, some, some is safety and I think some is conservation, which eventually goes to safety, but like... One of my biggest ones, and it's so simple, but I see it all the time is, you know, put your garbage in a bag, put it in your boat, right? Mm-hmm. Pack it in, pack it out. If you're hunting, mm-hmm. um, even, even line, you know, people will cut, you know, their line, the the end off and whatever, and they throw it in the lake. It's like, oh man, if everybody, uh. did that, everybody did that. Right. So I try to, I a hundred percent try to always have a Ziploc bag on my boat. I take one with me out when I'm hunting and yeah, just. Take it, pack it in, pack it out. Simple saying, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, or you know, and even, even leave it better than you found it. Especially in the hunting world, right, where you're out there hiking or, or you know, fishing streams and stuff, and you and you can't hike in and there's all this garbage. If you can, I know it's mm-hmm. it's tough, but and I know it's not your mess, but but clean it up, pack it out, and yep. uh, you know, right. it's, it's only going to help everybody in the end, especially the animals and the and the fish. So, uh, that's a big one for me. For hunting, I would say probably one of the biggest tips because I don't think everyone does it is wear your harnesses, Mm. (laughs) harnesses. (laughs) You know, we get we get a little bit complacent right because like I know I did a hunt two years ago and I hunted for 40 straight days and yeah did not a day off and there was some things that happened like. um, just not keeping your head on because you're tired and you're probably not eating properly and you're not drinking enough water and you know um all of that stuff and then you get complacent and i actually found myself up in my tree stand and i didn't, didn't have my harness on mm-hmm. and i really didn't I to think to put it on so it was mm-hmm. back <laughs> right you're just in go mode and so mm-hmm you know, safety is, is give yourself some time, take a break, drink more water. Like I know those all sound so simple, but it's all things that we over, we oversee, we oversee them. We just, you know, same with on the boat. I, I can get very, um, actually when we're filming, Andrew now will just hand me water. He's like, you're, I don't even know where you are because you're dehydrated and you're so Mm -hmm. focused the fish and and doing your thing and taking it all in that you're like oh I'm not eating or drinking so yeah I, I can't think I'm not saying the words <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. supposed to say mm-hmm. um, so yeah those are those are some tips um, I would say another really good tip is uh, especially for women you know when we're asking permission to get onto to someone's land you know be smart about it be really smart about it because you know mm-hmm. when you think about it you walk into the stranger's yard and you're asking for permission and they say yes. If you have a feeling that doesn't feel right, even though he said yes, listen to that feeling because mm-hmm. he knows where you're going and you're by yourself. So just you know, have a backup plan. Make sure someone knows you are. Drop your pin when you get into your tree stand if you're going on to a new property, mm-hmm. so that you know someone. And 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 you know, try to line up those times. Like, hey, I'm going to text you at eight o'clock. I'm going to. Don't hear from me by eight thirty. Okay, blah da da. You know, like really, um, really taking care of yourself and and doing your checks and balances.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. journey management
4: yep yeah yep. yeah absolutely
0: I like that. So yeah. Those, are... those are those are good creeds <laughs> people can really resonate <laughs> with those and they're and they're simple like they're they're very basic but like you said people don't think about it the 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 tether you know, I've forgotten it too, sitting in the tree stand and been like, well wow. And, you know, I've rolled the dice because I'm, well, stupid sometimes, but it's, it's it's not really worth it, right? Like it's, you're there, you walked two miles into the dang tree stand, and but all it takes is once. I work in construction and all it takes is once. Yeah. So a guy really.
4: And if you forgot it on your safety site, you'd get ridden up for it, right? Oh, yeah. So, yep. so mm-hmm. even though they sound so simple, I think sometimes, you know, we as outdoorsmen, we, we're we always thinking about the bigger safety Mm -hmm. issues and so Mm -hmm. that's why i wanted to bring it back down to here because these are the ones that are so easy to just forget
3: Mm -hmm. do you have any now that we're talking hunting um (laughs) i just want to know do you (laughs) have any like do you have any hunting trips coming i know you've been doing like out of province fishing are you going to get to do any out of province hunting or just like some at home fun stuff
4: um i think for this year Uh, Just there's so much on my plate with regards to, uh, you know, the uh, filming and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So even all my draws this year, I just nined everything. So just just to get my priorities um, to keep building my priorities, because I don't want to, in quotation marks, waste, waste a a tag because I didn't fully have the time to plan and research everything I want to do to to have a successful hunt. So um, I think for this year, one more year, I'm just going to do a lot of fun hunts at home. Uh, mm-hmm. last year I hosted a hunter from Quebec and one from Ontario. And then I, um, helped out three other hunters and they were all successful. So that's, that's, uh, feels pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I think this year, based on the Europe <laughs> and the craziness, I, I think I'm just really going to take some time for, for Lisa and
3: shut
4: mm-hmm. the world off. Right. I don't want to film it. I don't want to anything. I mean, I'll throw up some, uh, social media posts that I, this is what I'm doing type thing, but. I think this hunting season is going to be a little bit for me. I'm I am going to uh mentor um a young girl uh that I'm working with. Her name is Izzy and so I'll be helping her out this year, but other than that, yeah, I think just just me and I I've been invited on hunts uh to answer your question April uh out of province. I haven't taken anybody up on it yet because um I just I need yeah, I don't want to be the oh, squirrel squirrel squirrel. Mhm. And so I just need to focus. And once I feel like things are just, you know, kind of, um, there's just still a lot to learn. What I'm trying to say is there's still a lot to learn in the TV world and everything that's happening, sponsorships, all that kind of stuff, that I just want to feel more secure and, you know, that I, I'm kind of, okay, this is a good Mm -hmm. place. Now I can start maybe venturing a little bit, you know, kind of like a tree branch out a little bit this way, but (laughs) a branch instead of a squirrel. Yeah. Yeah, I like branches.
0: Squirrels live on branches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> squirrels live on branches. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That
4: was really good. Uh, yeah.
3: oh.
0: <laughs> but, what are all your branches yeah. for? All my squirrels, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> all my squirrels.
4: All my squirrely moments. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, know that you know. Know that um, if your f- if if one of your for you you know hunts if you want to come to manitoba for waterfowl or something like that brennan's going to be home this fall and we're going to be doing a whole bunch of that so if uh mm-hmm. that tickles your fancy and you want to travel and want to come out and do something just a little different for you then know that you're absolutely more than welcome here yeah, 100 percent.
4: thank you that's awesome and yeah that is definitely one thing that i have not um that i don't have a lot of uh experience in i i mm-hmm. did snow geese oh I don't know two or three years ago already and other than that I don't think I've done any waterfowl since I was a kid and when I mean a kid I was just along for the ride I was in my dad's pocket basically right like, uh-huh. you know? so yeah I uh and it, it always interests me but you know when people are like why don't you get into it why don't you yeah that's just another whole gear and equipment oh yeah no mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I believe in that UX experts out there Jeez. <laughs>
3: i know when i look at yep. the trailer full of stuff at our house yes. i'm like oh my gosh Yes,
4: not you I'm talk like... about
3: my trailer like that <laughs> 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 that's awesome and then he's like you know i think i'm uh, i think i'm gonna get another uh, dozen uh bigfoots and i'm like d- why do we need because. them and he's like yeah we need them i'm like oh okay sure whatever
4: <laughs> you know where this is going hey april because pretty soon it's going to be the bigger trailer the bigger
3: I spot. know well you know Lisa if no we, if we if we get a bigger trailer for all of his stuff then maybe I can have that trailer for all of my like archery targets and my or my Reinhardt's and all of that mm-hmm. stuff so if he gets a bigger trailer just bat my eyelashes and hope for the best yeah I like it I see where this is going hey I mean, hope I can help. happy
0: <laughs> wife happy life yeah you know you know
3: Lisa yes then if you you know, if you're doing your archery range day and Brennan gets a bigger trailer, then I can have the small trailer and I can bring out all of my stuff. That's right. That's right. See, we're gonna have plan. to talk,
0: Brennan.
3: We're, we're gonna have to yeah. talk, <laughs> there's a plan. Smile and nod and agree. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Okay, so not too many out of province hunts this year. That's 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 good, taking time for you. But now I'm thinking, so we did, in five burning questions, we asked you about bucket lakes and fish. Mm. What about bucket list hunts?
4: Yeah, I mean, an elk hunt is on my bucket list. That's top priority. Oh. I've mm. Like practically begged a hunter friend I said, honestly, you can take my phone, you can shut it off. You can. So you can't even not. I can't even have anything running in the background. You can blindfold me. I'll sign a frigging contract. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Please just let me be the I'll run your camera. Like, just let me be the person because yeah. I have one thing. Like, we never, elk, you know, went elk hunting or had I have zero experience. I work on my, you know, my calls all the time as I'm driving. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a real clue what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm calling. But that is definitely a bucket list um, animal for me. And I would say um, from there, I'm still, I would love to take a moose with, with my bow. Mm -hmm. That would be a pretty big highlight. And then from there, if I could, I I think going anywhere to the Yukon or Northwest Territories really for hunting or fishing would Mm -hmm. be a a super highlight because as you know, um, I always say it, it's it's not about the kill or the catch, it's also about the story and the scenery and the beauty. And and I just, you know, I was fortunate to go with my parents to the Yukon and, and we did Alaska and came back down through Prince Rupert. And we spent a whole month and it's still one of my most favorite trips. Um, to be able to go back and, and do something like that would be pretty phenomenal.
3: I, that is one of the places that I would absolutely just kind of love to, to go. I mean, really anywhere across Canada right now is, I don't know, I feel like I'm getting the... I don't know if I want to call it a travel bug, but just like, you, you only live once, right? Yeah, sure. Like, mm-hmm. gotta, gotta see some stuff. I know um, Brennan and I have talked about recently potentially doing all of the um national parks, mm-hmm. the national, yeah, the, all the Canadian national parks like in our lifetime and kind of, I don't know if you, if I want to call it like recording the, the moments and whatnot, but you know, like, writing down what national park you were at and like what, why you wanted to go there and what you mm-hmm. saw and like taking a picture and putting it in a book and just kind of, I don't know, seeing some stuff. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's how it all starts, right? There's those goals and, and trying to accomplish them and mark them off and, you know, living life to the fullest. Cause we, we have no idea. We have no mm-hmm. idea what the future holds, what hell, what tomorrow holds. I, I don't want to have, regrets and I I think going back to the beginning of the conversation where we talk about grief and we talk about hardships in our lives and stuff like that I think now you know I definitely pull so much strength from that to know that I don't want to lose one single day to not living to my fullest potential or or my passions or you know um yeah reaching that next level for me not anyone else not competing with you or you or you this is Mm -hmm. Lisa right Mm -hmm. and yeah and if I you know you know, unfortunately, something happens. I I know that I've I've accomplished all the things, and I'm
3: mm-hmm.
4: I'm not gonna quit. But like you know, I just want to make sure that I'm I feel good about that, and that I haven't just spent the last ten years I don't pick a year, but last ten years sitting on the couch or or not checking off those things.
3: Mm-hmm. For sure, right? that's kind of a lovely way to slowly end off our evening. I really <laughs> I really like that, um, Lisa. Any other Future plans or things that we should be sort of watching f- coming down the pipe from you?
4: Well, yeah, I don't know. It's all one big adventure. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know all the stuff that's going to be happening in the next couple months. I've got, you know, fire or irons in the fire, but like, I, you know, and I'm excited for a few. Uh, might be NBC, I'll say uh Ontario
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah.
4: and uh yeah, and maybe Saskatchewan and actually uh kind of doing a little bit of work maybe with Manitoba. So Thanks. lots of stuff happening. um and yeah, I honestly, I just I'm just excited for it all and I'm just excited for, you know, to to for people people like you guys who i've become friends with and and getting to know even more and and i think that that's amazing we're two provinces apart and yet you know i know you're there and 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 i hope you know i'm there for you and 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 that's what this again just going back that's what it's about and and if nothing else if it, if, if you're not seeing a difference just know in your heart you're seeing a difference mm-hmm. right I'd, I'd rather wake up every day knowing that i tried to help somebody or lift somebody up and even if it doesn't come back just that makes me feel better and so if I can wake up with that instead of being angry or or resentful or uh, whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, then we're winning. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a great way to live.
3: Yeah. <laughs> In regards to plans and things like that, what's um, what's kind of your next like mentoring or educational session that's coming up that people should maybe keep their eyes peeled for?
4: Uh, I guess the next one would be in August with Ahia. Okay. The very next one. And then. Um, What's Ahia? Ahia is, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Alberta Hunter Education uh, Association. Alberta. Yeah. Hunter Education Association. And so basically it's a, um, a camp for, well, mm-hmm. they do youth, they do women. So the one I'm going to is a women's camp. Mm-hmm. And so basically, like becoming an outdoors woman. And so they have okay. all kinds of cool things from fly fishing to archery to gun range trying to think survival <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah, there's there's so many awesome seminars that they have throughout the week mm-hmm. and so i get to be a part of that
3: which is super cool that's cool are you teaching a session yeah i'm teaching the field dressing oh right oh yeah. yes that's oh, one. so important
0: yeah,
4: yeah. I think so, right? And Mm -hmm. and we I mean it's not just field dressing. We talk a lot about hunting and we talk a lot about like women ask questions, you know, if I go into the bush and I see this or this happen. So it's a really good overall conversation about hunting, not just Mm -hmm. dressing, which which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: It's it's so nice to see that be a part of a lot of these learning uh these Mm -hmm. learning weekends. I I remember dad, (laughs) my first deer, and it was uh, oh you're gonna figure it out. (laughs)
4: step one step two dad like
0: what are you gonna cut first are you gonna tell me (laughs) you're not gonna like it (laughs) okay yeah Yeah. so yeah it's it's nice it it was always in humor and in jest but uh yeah yeah. it's it's really good that people can come together at these weekends and (laughs) educate
4: yeah absolutely and yeah if I would have you know got it all together I would have had the ladies event um for the archery and and gun range uh in september but like mm-hmm. i said that's gonna be for next year
3: mm-hmm. something yeah. to look forward to and to work towards well lisa my last little question for you um where uh where can people find you in the online space not physically um <laughs> <laughs> We don't need anybody looking for you. Um, but uh here's here's your chance. Uh plug your website, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, whatever you want, all the places where you want people to find and connect with you.
4: Well, thank you. And I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, Instagram and Facebook is Lisa Robro Doors. My website is Lisa Robro Doris. my YouTube, Lisa Robro Doors, TikTok, Lisa Robro Doors. <laughs>
3: i feel a trend
4: i i decided to change them all i used to be under (laughs) a different handle on instagram and uh and i just noticed people were there was a disconnect and so now i just changed absolutely everything to the one name same with my show on sportsman channel canada and the world fishing network is also lisa robert you know partly why i did that was because there isn't a lot of females in the outdoors you know doing all of that and I thought why hide behind a fancy name my dad said there's one thing people can't take away from you and it's your name so
3: Mm -hmm. amen to that
0: (laughs) absolutely
3: awesome well Lisa, thank you so much for spending your time with um Brennan and I tonight and we really appreciate it
4: well thank you guys so much for having me. such a fun conversation and (laughs) and just real I just appreciate the realness of it and, and not being judged and just being able to talk about some of the challenges and hardships
3: and some of the successes. So thank you for that. Thank you. Both of you have a wonderful evening.
1: Well, 156 is in the books. What a great episode. It's always fun to listen to people talk about fishing, especially when I can't get out fishing. Uh, Tristan, have you been out much? I know you've been camping and doing some stuff with the family, but
2: harder and harder to get out these days, but, uh, I quit breaking all I'm, your oh, rods. Oh, yeah, that was heartbreaking. That's that's still like is that's going to be a core memory for a long time. It's like singed in my brain. I can yeah. visually recall both those rod tips being snapped in half. Anywho, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, um, remember that old bass fisherman like from the Bill Dance? Like, is it Bill Dance who always wore like the Texas cap? yeah yeah and the trucker hat the trucker hat yeah and uh fall out of
2: his boat fight with his all his motor.
1: bloopers but he's he's smashed a few rods like in his tailgate and got them caught naps. <laughs> yeah when I heard your story about you snapping the tips I was just thinking of that guy
2: yeah I think me and Bill share a few things that's for sure um yeah. it might not be success on the on the Is fishing that I don't know. We should look it up. I'm pretty sure. I feel like we would have heard about it if he. Uh, yeah. If, if he didn't.
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna contact him and get him on the podcast. So we can ask yeah. him how to save his tips of his fishing rods. I Bill When he put it all, up in a fan too, or did you say that already? No, I
2: didn't see it. But 82 years old. I mean, if he wanted, maybe Bill was like the original uncut angling and he just <laughs> <laughs> let it rip, eh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: exactly. Well, right on, man. It's always a pleasure getting, even doing the intro and outros with you. It seems like we have lots lots to catch up on, and um, hopefully we get to get together and do an actual podcast episode here right away.
2: I think we will. It's been fun, though, for sure. And uh, just a reminder to folks, we've actually had a lot of engagement, which has been awesome to see. Um, But if you're out there with the bow, don't forget to tag us in in your stories there or your posts with Reps Kill. Um, That's just our little thing to get the, the juices flowing for the fall. We love to see it, uh, get the practice in get those reps dialed in. And it's just one way to kind of, I don't know. I feel like we all, we can all get a little excited for, for our tree season coming up soon.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool thing that, uh, April and Brennan are doing and Like we mentioned April and Brennan, have been, um, helping out panoramic and you'll probably hear more news on that in the next few episodes or in the future here, but, um, they're kind of leading that little contest and I don't know if they've announced like what you can win but i will let the cat out of the bag it's not like you're just going to win like a pair of socks or just a cap or whatever i think there's some pretty cool prizes to be won or maybe one grand prize i can't remember what their plan was but it looks like it's going to be be a cool thing to do especially when you got to get your reps in anyways and you know i'll tell you one more story i've said it on the i think a previous episode probably at the very start but i have a cousin that when he got um I can't remember if he got drawn for something like a big game. I think it might have been elk or something. And he wasn't that big in archery, but he started getting into archery. And he said every morning he'd go and rip like 10 or 12 arrows before coffee. And every night after supper, he'd rip 10 or 12 arrows or whatever it may be. Like every day, like for a month leading up to his hunt. And he said that was the best thing ever. He was so confident. He was ready to hunt. And he was successful that year. But it's always it's always something that we sometimes take for granted is getting the practice in
2: absolutely I'm uh it's inspiring me to get out there and, and do a little so excited about that and again that hashtag is hashtag reps kill so don't be uh don't be shy to use it every time you enter um it counts towards your prize entry and I'm pretty sure the prize is a guided bullhead fish with me on the uh the Netley <laughs> Creek there
1: <laughs> that's awesome
2: yeah let's do it up we'll do it up right anyways if we don't see in the woods or in the water uh waters will bushy well down the trail and again as always thanks for listening give us a, a thumbs up on the old ratings there if you get a chance makes a big difference and sheldon any last words there um
1: no not really get ready for the ball it's coming quick lfg